when's the last time you were able to network with your peers in the healthcare industry? Well, now is your chance. Join us this April with over a thousand executives at Becker's 13th annual meeting to hear C-suite discussions around consumerism, the nursing workforce, value-based care, and a lot more. You can register using the link in the description. We hope to see you there. This is Laura Deirdre with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. I'm thrilled today to be joined by Franklin Owusu, Administrator of Hospital Operations at The Ohio State University Wexner Medical Center. Franklin, it's a pleasure to have you on the podcast today. Thank you. Great to be with you. Appreciate you having me on today. Now, I know we've got a lot to talk about. There's so much happening in healthcare and a lot of exciting things heading into 2023. But before we dive into my questions, can you tell us just a little bit more about yourself and your background? Sure. Um, as you mentioned, um, I am the uh, Administrator for Hospital Operations. Uh, I oversee uh, patient flow for the hospital. So uh, the departments that roll up under me include the transfer center and capacity management, uh, environmental services, patient transport, uh, and ED operations, which also includes uh, Center for Emergency Services. Um, my background, uh, you know, when I graduated, I graduated from the University of Pittsburgh. I started in the pharmaceutical industry, so I did some sales and then ultimately moved into finance. So I worked in finance for several years and then uh, I realized I really didn't want to spend my career working uh, in the financial uh, space. So I uh, ended up went, going back to school and then focusing more on the healthcare space and um, ultimately ended up at Penn Medicine uh, for, as an administrative fellow. Um, after completing the fellowship, I worked in the OR for several years and then ultimately here I am at Ohio State. So in this capacity. Well, that's fantastic. And what a great journey from, you know, just your beginnings working in finance and then headed into the healthcare space. And based on your time within, you know, healthcare, whether it's Penn Medicine or now at Ohio State, what about healthcare is really intriguing to you? Um, you know, what is fulfilling about being part of this industry? Yeah, I mean, I think I think healthcare is one of those uh, industries that is, is very exciting in the sense that there's so many aspects that's ever-changing, you know, technology, um, finding cures. Uh, you know, when you work at an academic medical center, there's uh, any given day you can be in your office and then an email will come out where someone, you know, discovered something um, that may save uh, millions of lives. So for me, that was really intriguing for me to, to enter a space where initially I worked in a pharmaceutical industry where, you know, providing... Uh, prescription drugs and, and vaccines uh, to now on the provider side where we're actually taking care of those patients and, and seeing the outcomes uh, specifically in uh, certain communities, especially uh, those that are, that are needed in the rural and um, uh, underserved areas, uh, you know, specifically. So for me, those are some of the things that really um, intrigue me about join, uh, focusing more on the, on the provider side and the, and the healthcare space. Got it. That makes a lot of sense and is certainly so needed um, to make sure that communities have access to care. Now, we've been through a lot, especially over the last few years, and, you know, there's a lot ahead as well. What are some of the biggest issues that you're following in healthcare right now headed into this new year? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, you know, Ohio State is not uh, immune to uh, you know, the, some of the challenges that are uh, permeating across the healthcare uh, spectrum. So, for example, staffing is is a big um, you know challenge that's that's facing the healthcare industry right now. Um, there, you know, it's difficult to find uh, meet your um, FTE budget in terms of getting uh, nursing um, hired 
for support services is a, is a big one. Um, you know, I think COVID really, you know, turned things really upside down in terms of people who started to think more about, you know, their options and 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 what are the things that they could be doing outside of their current um, workspace. So I think um, that in itself caused a little bit of a, quite a bit of disruption in terms of trying to trying to staff, um, you know, positions and get get the right people into roles. Um, so that's a big thing that I'm, that, you know, I think, you know, one of the big issues that that we're facing in, in the healthcare industry. Uh, the, the the other one is, um, you know, the financial pressures. You know, we, uh, you know, any given moment, the uh, the, the political environment um, sort of, you know, can be um, intertwined within the healthcare space. So, uh, you know, financial pressures that many organizations are trying to find different avenues to find revenue make sure that they're providing the the safe care for many of the patients so um you know i think i think those are those are two of the biggest ones staffing and financial pressures that that we face in the industry um you know a third one is just you know that i that i really care about access uh for for health services for patients um demand uh is increasing uh you know a lot of many of the population is aging so that obviously um calls for more uh, individuals to seek uh, more care. Um, so, so, so the question then becomes, you know, how do we bridge that gap between access and cost uh, for for many of the individuals, uh, you know, that seek care? So, so I would say those are the three things that that I pay attention to and look and look for in the in the, in the healthcare space, trying to understand, um, you know, where we're headed, um, you know, how how we're going to recruit and retain people, um, and then and then ultimately. Um, you know, how do we advance our, our care with the knowing that the challenges of the financial pressures that are that are constantly, you know, above our heads? Absolutely. I think that makes a lot of sense and certainly are all issues that many healthcare organizations are facing. And, you know, when you think about the financial pressures, but then still to needing to provide care to so many different people and, um, you know, really make sure that you are a great place to work and attracting the right um, individuals to provide that care with some of the workforce, um, you know, building out the workforce in a way that is helpful and beneficial. Um, is there anything different that you're looking to do this year or have recently done in the past year or so that is really needle moving um, and can be really beneficial to the organization going forward? Yeah, so one of the things that, you know, we started doing, you know, specifically in the support uh, services, when when COVID happened, everything turned virtual, right? So uh, re- that included re- uh, recruiting and interviewing. Um, and what we found, you know, the the candidates, um, there there wasn't a, a real big connection between uh, the organization and, and the interviewing style. Um, however, since we've um, moved, you know, I would say more of a post-COVID environment, you're, we're able to bring them into the on um, into the on-site and ultimately, um, you know, provide tours, um, you know, see the see the structures and the new buildings that are that are being um, constructed. Oftentimes, meet the staff, and I think that gets individuals excited uh, versus the last two years where. Um, you know where everything was basically virtual, so I think that's that's been a, a huge game changer for us in the support services area where we're getting. I think we're sort of making inroads with um, hiring more people. In fact, I think the, uh, you know just recently we we brought in um, you know one of our biggest classes in the support services area because of that. So um, 
and some of the comments that that were um, you know brought to my attention was basically individuals getting excited about the environment, seeing the campus, uh, seeing the new building that we're building, you know that will uh, go online in in 2026. So I think I think when when individuals are you know being able to see something tangible. Um, it's a lot easier, I think, to to recommend uh, employment for individuals and oftentimes retain and, um, you know, hire many of these people. So so we're excited to see, um, you know, where, where we're going and hopefully COVID continues to, um, you know, go on a downtrend in terms of in terms of the effect that it's having that that it's had in, the, in many of the communities. So uh, exciting times right now, I think, uh, when it comes to re- recruiting. Well, that, that sounds great, and it's really a great example of proactively just challenging and uh, tackling some of those big issues head on. Now, what are you most excited about for the next year, and what still makes you nervous? Well, I'll start with what makes me nervous. Um, I think there's there's a lot of uncertainty in the, in the healthcare space. Um, you know, I'm, I mentioned the political um, interest in, in healthcare and, and the politics surrounding, you know, what's going on in, in D.C., so... You know, I think I think I think individuals and um, organizations really have to, you know, be ahead of the curve uh, in terms of what's to come. Uh, we just, you know, we're we're trying to, but it's it's really difficult to kind of forecast how uh, healthcare and what healthcare will look like a few years from now. You know, I mentioned that we're building a new building, um, a new tower uh, that will go online in um, in 2026. We have no idea. You know, I think we're forecasting and we're we're predicting how things will go, but uh, we have no idea what's going to happen uh, once that building goes live. You know, will we be organized uh, effectively? Will we, you know, have teams in the right places? Uh, will we have the equipment uh, all in all in the building? So, you know, all of that is something that makes, you know, I think if you're a leader in healthcare and you're you're working at an academic medical center, uh, should really, um, you know make you somewhat cautious in terms of how we approach things. Uh, the good news is we have good leaders uh, at the organization. And, you know, I think we're making um, some really, you know, big strides in terms of how we're, we're looking at staffing, um, you know, how we're looking at, um, you know, supplies and, and really cutting costs uh, is something that's, that's, a, that's a big focus. Um, so I think those are the things that I, that I think about, you know, how, uh, when I'm when I'm thinking about what makes me nervous in the next few years, uh, especially uh, at, at this academic center where we're trying to build this uh, large tower, and then focus primarily on that. And then, and I mentioned that financial pressure. Uh, you know, how do we how do we continue to focus on 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 making our our budgets and making sure that that building goes up in 2026. Um, on the flip side, you know, what makes me excited. Um, Honestly, I'm really excited about the the you know the news of um, new entrants in in healthcare. You know, like like the big tech and retailers that are entering um, you know health the healthcare space. Uh, and the reason why um, you know this might sound you know somewhat opposite of what others think, but I think um, you know I think competition uh, forces healthcare companies to innovate faster. Um, you know, if you think about the last few years when you know, when many of these uh, organizations that started offering, um, you know, telehealth and, you know, especially when COVID happened, uh, I, I think it accelerated uh, how we provided care, you know, tele, uh, via telehealth, um, getting to those areas that we normally couldn't reach, you know, the rural areas, um, 
you know some of those some of those areas that are that are you know what we consider i guess we would consider sometimes left behind um have a much easier ch- uh chance now of getting care and getting you know access to to primary care services for example um so for me i think i think covid has certainly accelerated it for a bit uh in terms of competition but i think it's forcing us as an organization to 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 innovate uh, to, to, think di- uh, to think differently um, in, in terms of how we're, we're providing care to our patients and, and community at large. So, you know, I, I think for me, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see uh, all these uh, organizations that think they know what they're doing when it comes to providing care uh, for, for patients. Uh, we'll see how it goes. Um, you know, I think, you know, Amazon tried it. Um, uh, some other organizations have, have tried uh, to answer the space, and, it's, and they're fi- I think they're finding out that it's not as easy as, you know, as, as it seems, um, and there's there's certainly a big learning curve um, uh, and a big ramp up in terms of getting, uh, you know, getting up to speed, where uh, many other healthcare industries have succeeded in, in that in that in that space. So, um, yeah, so I think that's that's really what I, I you know, I, I think about and, and am excited about. Plus, I'm a big you know nerd and tech kind of person, so I love uh, to to hear about all the things that these tech companies and and other uh, organizations are doing. It's really fascinating to see how they've grown and developed in the space and, you know, launching different products and whatnot, but then also to acquiring some of the digital health startups and in the primary care um, providers as well. It just seems like there, you know, is a lot of uh, opportunity, um, like you said, to really revolutionize the way healthcare is delivered and, and provide more access, which is fascinating. Yeah, and, 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 and quite frankly, you know, I, you know, I went to uh, NYU um, for my master's in healthcare, and I, and most of the classmates that that I graduated with, or you know, they initially worked went into a healthcare you know organization, but a lot of them have moved into a more you know I would say tech um, tech savvy uh, organizations, new organizations that 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 just started uh, startups, and really they're they're doing well. Uh, they're accessing or they're helping. Primarily, communities access healthcare in a in a more cost-effective manner. Um, so, so what you're seeing is is you know what I mentioned. The competition is is ramping up, um, but it's also forcing you know healthcare companies to innovate and and be better at what they do ultimately. That's a really great point, and I love that outlook of you know pushing each other to really do better and innovate faster. Um, you know, I, I think that's a great way to look at it and really take it as a challenge to do better on the organizational level. Mm-hmm. Now, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Now, given all these changes that are happening in the healthcare space, what do you think it will take to be an effective healthcare leader and be successful over the next two to three years? That's a, that's a great question. Um, you know, I think. I think you know when you think about the the complexity of healthcare uh, that's ever increasing. Um, you know, in my opinion, I think healthcare leaders will need to be flexible. Um, and the reason I say that, you know, the ability to take on additional roles and responsibility will be um, vital and important. Um, you know, there's going to be a lot of people retiring, uh, people uh, you know moving to different roles, uh, and I think that most likely will lead to some consolidation, which ultimately means taking on additional responsibility. So, so the first thing about that, you know, being flexible, uh, I think that's going to be really important. So, so those that are flexible and understand the complexity of, of the health of, of healthcare, I think will do really well in the next few years. Uh, the second thing, um, you know, I think, 
leaders really need to understand uh, their community, um, you know, especially the topics surrounding health equity. You know, I think, you know, um, you know, something that, uh, you know, in this environment, I think is going to continue to be a big player in healthcare. Uh, I've seen, uh, you know, many leaders uh, who tend to be, you know, what I call uh, weekday warriors where, uh, you know, in other words, they come to work, they do their, you know, their job and then they go home. Um, they repeat for, you know, a couple of the, the days that they're there, uh, but they're never getting into the community. They're never volunteering. They're never uh, speaking with the residents. Um, you know, ultimately they're not part of the community uh, and they're not joining projects, for example, uh, community events on the weekend. And so when, when you're not ingrained in the community, you, you don't understand uh, what's happening uh, to that community and, and the environment at, at, at large. You know, I think, I think understanding that uh, the space in your community, the, um, you know, what affects uh, individuals, ultimately, I think will make uh, you a better leader and um, will, will also allow you to make better decisions um, that's affecting those, uh, you know, individuals in your community that, that you're serving. Um, you know, Columbus is a relatively large city. Uh, you know, we need to understand what's going on in, in all parts of the, the community. We have a big rural space outside of, of Columbus. Uh, we need to understand what's going on there. We need to understand what's going on in the, in the underserving areas in, 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 the, in Columbus um, and so and, and the surrounding areas. And so I, I think that's going to be something that's really important to, to get our, our heads around and just being part of the community uh, makes a huge difference in, in decision making. So I think, you know, how, how do we close that gap? you know, between equity, uh, you know, health equity, and then the community cost, um, all of that will be important. And, and I think if those that understand those layers, personally, I think will be very successful uh, in, the, in the next coming years, um, you know, especially if you're able to, you know, be, be flexible and, and, and be smart enough to take on additional responsibilities um, as, as your career, you know, progresses. Um, and and trust me, it's 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 going to consolidate. There's going to be people. I mean, we already know and have seen all the folks that are retiring. We are, you know, that are leaving the the industry. Um, you know, I mentioned how difficult it is to to, to hire nurses. Um, all of that will lead to one innovation, but it'll also lead to consolidation and and rethinking how we provide care for for um, you know for our constituents within within our communities. Absolutely. I, I think that's a really great point. And just definitely, as you mentioned, you know, being able to embrace new roles, being able to embrace change and then move quickly, um, you know, to make those adjustments, it seems like it will be really, really paramount. Um, and, and so exciting to think about the possibilities, um, you know, as healthcare changes. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, it's exciting times in healthcare. Um, there's, you know, I think that's the reason why, you know, I decided to pursue, you know, the healthcare route, because I think, you know, I mentioned earlier, there's just so much, um, one, so much opportunity, but but also so much innovation and technology that, you know, changes in a blink of an eye. Um, and and then, you know, seeing seeing the new developments and, and cures that are that are developing as well, it's also very exciting. Um, you know, when you, especially when you work at an academic medical center, there's, you know, there's that tripartite mission. Um, so, Ultimately, the goals of, of those organizations are are varied, but but there's a there's one goal, right? It's to make sure we're taking care of the people uh, within our community. 
Absolutely. I love that. Franklin, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. This has been a really intriguing discussion and I look forward to connecting with you again soon. Anytime. I really appreciate you guys having me on today. Thank you so much.